grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. There's nothing I like better than a good girly catch-up and it has certainly been a hot minute between drinks with me and the fabulous Timberlina, who will be back for the first time in 2023 because she's been so incredibly busy. We're going to be dissecting some of your pressing questions and giving our advice as only we can. Timberlina will be up very shortly on After Dark and also Sindra Banks drops in to talk about something that's been coming up in her coaching practice recently and that is emotional affairs. Why they happen, what we might be able to do about them and what her personal thoughts are on emotional affairs. It is a hot topic. We've got a great show coming up for you. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live. Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. I often like to say that the measure of a great friend is when you can go many months without seeing them and you just pick up where you left off. And that is true for my next guest, Timberlina. Welcome back to After Dark. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm back. I'm excited to be back. It's been forever. It has been a hot minute, but there's actually a reason for that. I mean... We've talked on this show at length about you being booked and blessed, but these last 12 months have just been off the chain. Like I watch on socials and I'm thinking, oh my God, like, do I need to cook something and bring it over? Are they hydrated? Like what's happening? Because there's just so much going on. Um, you know, obviously we know about the, um, the shows that you do in Newcastle. But uh, exciting news, uh, busting into the Fringe scene. Busting into the Fringe scene. So we're doing a full season in Sydney Fringe this year um, in September from the 15th to the 24th. And we're in a tent. Like we're in a bloody tent and I'm so excited. Um, And... Then from there, I go to Melbourne Fringe with a whole new cabaret show that has never been seen with all First Nations lineup. Um, so it's all happening. And if you ask me what I did last week, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you, but I definitely know I was in drag. <laughs> you were in drag. I believe you're in Melbourne. Uh, in, I, I was in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad one of us knows where you are. Um, but yeah, in a very, very cute Barbie inspired pink gingham, gingham dress. Yes. Yep. Um, Live for that. It was It was very cute, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah, the whole setup was so cute. And if that isn't enough, you know, uh, you've also decided to just casually launch a disco venue, you know, just <laughs> for something, yes. you know, didn't have enough on, 
I know. So we're launching the Disco Newcastle, which is a party brand. So we're going in, taking over people's nightclubs and bringing in international, interstate queens and DJs and bringing the queer community together to party in a safe and supportive environment. That is just amazing. And I can only imagine... um, (laughs) the atmosphere that you are going to create. Because if anyone knows how to put on an event, girlfriend, it's you. I like to think so as well. So, yeah, grab your tickets, come along. It's going to be a ball of the time. Excellent, excellent. So the disco, that's what people look up on socials to find you? Yep, the disco Newcastle, all across all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, threads. I think that's all of them. God. This TikTok, team, whatever they all the young, cool, hip. Yeah, YouTube shorts, whatever. Just <laughs> find it and get yourself there. Yeah. Now, since we've last talked, I actually uh, have a have a revelation uh, that I have levelled up. Um, we were always um, fantastic at dispensing advice for these poor souls uh, who needed our help. I have actually gone and got my life coaching accreditation. Uh, so I'm feeling, you know, quite knowledgeable, uh, but I still probably think that you're better at cutting through the bullshit than me. So <laughs> I like to hope so. Like I think so. Maybe who knows? It's been a little while, so I haven't really been answering many questions lately. So I could be a bit rusty. Look, I think it's all going to come back to you. I really do. Yeah. Um, okay. So here we go. Here's our first one. Uh, I'm not starting off easy either. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Okay, I have a friend with whom I have sex sometimes and he comes to me when he wants oral. However, he will not give me oral because he says he sucks at it. I don't know whether a pun was intended there, but this is what it says. When we do have sex, he doesn't touch my breasts or vagina or try to stimulate me at all. Then he comes fast and blames it on me giving him great oral. He doesn't even try to redeem himself. What do I do? I feel used. Help. You are getting used. Exactly. Uh, It's like you answered your own question. You are. But I mean, do you know what I would be the next time? It's like, yeah, I'm happy for this to keep going, but you need to also do oral with me and like teach him. If he thinks he he keeps using the excuse that he's not good at it, teach him. Be like, oh no, just over there. Like turn it into a little bit of a lesson. But if he's just like making that as an excuse, control, alt, delete, sis, get rid of him. There you go. You're back. With the signature line. That was so easy. <laughs> Listen, I just think if you're going to have a casual sex hookup, you know, like we all have physical needs, but let it be good. Like what are you getting out of this? Nothing. No, he can go and pay for it. If he's if he doesn't care about reciprocating pleasure, uh, at the very least, you're not asking for a relationship or anything. Um, you know, I think he's got it pretty good um, and cannot be bothered. No, it's not about it. You need to be, you need to be getting something back. Reciprocity. Reciprocity is the, is the key word here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think I you know I'm, that. I think, I think they know. Yeah. 
Yeah. <gasps> so, what an a-hole. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with it either, but, like, if I was going over there being like, oh, I don't know, like, I'm not good at it, I'd be like, teach me. Like, we can all learn. Exactly. Doesn't seem like there's a real growth mindset here. Um, And possibly a bit of narcissism, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. You hit that one on the head. Yeah, (laughs) I did. (laughs) And he needs to be hit on the head too because, you know, (laughs) Jesus. Um, Okay, next one. Dear Timberlina, I've been dating a guy about 10 years older than me for the past five months. Things have been great and we're exclusive. His family comes to visit often, but he never invites me anywhere with them. I'm starting to feel like they don't even know he's dating someone. It makes me wonder how serious he is taking our relationship. Am I overreacting? Not overreacting. I... Oh. I don't know, like... I feel like in a relationship, like the thing of what I say a lot is communication. Mm. Um, and I feel like you need to bring that up in, in like uh, a night where you're having dinner or something to be like, hey, I know your family's in town. I've never met them. I'd love to meet them. Is there a reason why I haven't met them? And break down those like barriers, I guess, because they are they're a barrier that he's putting up because – like, I don't know. There could be a couple like, of reasons, right? Yeah. It could be, it could be, and we, you know, when things aren't sort of firing in a relationship, we go, oh, my God, what have I done, right? But there is also a flip side to this. His family may be nightmares and he's protecting you from them. Uh, so it could be either side of the coin, but the point is, is that you're kind of being left in the dark with it. And I... Yeah, I think at the five-month, six-month mark, I think, you know, we all have that time, you know, when we start dating someone that it's just like, you know, you're in your own little bubble and, and that's all lovely. But then, you know, you if you're going to integrate in a person's life, then you do need to know their friends, their family, you know, you need to sort of bring them into your world a little bit. But I will sort of caution by saying this may not be about you this may be that his family are intense or they're judgy or they're, you know, and, and he's going, oh, like, I actually don't want you to witness this. But point is, is that, here's that word again, communication. You need to ask the question. Yeah, communication is key. It certainly is. Look, you've used all of your phrases. You're right back into it. I'm just... Okay, this is the last one. Now, Mm, interesting. Okay, I've started dating a wonderful guy 30 years older than me and we're having a great time. But he got divorced a year ago and has shared custody of his child. Recently, he asked me if I wanted to meet her, but it seems too soon. I want to keep seeing the guy, but I am absolutely not ready to be a stepdad. Could I break this off now? Now there's a few, <laughs> there's a few things there to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> so the most alarming thing about this to me is two things. Uh, yeah, I can't pick. Yeah, but it's not it's not the the actual question that's being asked. Should I break it off? Um, 
Okay, so first of all, the guy is 30 years older than you. That is a challenge in itself. Secondly, he was married and has very obviously uh, come out. Yep. Um, changed teams um, in a very short period of time. He's saying he, he got divorced about a year ago. Uh, that is a lot to unpack in and of itself before yeah. we even bring the child into the equation. Uh, wow. Um, mm, what do you think? <laughs> I'm speechless for once in my life. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's kind of giving red flags because, like, mm. obviously it's only been a year since the divorce went through. How long have they been dating? Does it say that? Uh, it doesn't. But he only got yeah. divorced a year ago. Yeah, so... Were uh, like this, like I, like were they seeing each other as soon as that marriage was ended? Um, and like they got divorced a year ago. Have they been dating for a year? Um, and then to bring the child in, like, has the partner that's thirty years older told the kid that there's another person in their life that is also the same sex as him? Um, yeah, like it's there's a lot to unpack there. I feel like one, we love communication. So have this conversation with him being like, I'm not ready to meet the kid yet. I feel like we're still very fresh. Um, because depending how old the child is, again, um, if the relationship doesn't last, then that could also affect the kid because if the kid's like four or five, they're gonna be like, Where's so and so? And then there's like that awkward, like connection i guess mm. and um yeah i feel like the communication needs to be said where it's like i don't want to meet the kid yet i still want to focus on us our relationship is still fresh um i think we need to work out what's going to happen and then go from there um but if you're already having the feeling that it's not going to work because you don't want to be a stepdad get out of it yeah, like yeah, I really think you know where where kids are concerned. It's a it's a double edged sword because first of all, if you're not ready, then you're not going to form a bond with that child. And from looking at this, what the child has actually had to process in the last year has not been insignificant to start with. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, you know, if you do jump in, you have a bond with that child and you feel like your relationship isn't solid, you then at some point need to be removed from that child's life. And that can be very traumatic for the child and very traumatic for you. So I think I think this person is right to be hesitant yeah. and they're obviously really thinking it through. But I think maybe our advice would be, I would actually just put that off the table and make sure that the, uh, you know, the the transition for the child just within the fact that his parents have separated and the fact that um, their dad is now um, has a partner of the same sex, making sure that that's solid, that there's been like support around that before introducing a new partner in anyway. So yes, too soon uh, and think carefully about it. And if you can't see yourself in that step-parent role ever, uh, children are a package deal. So maybe not the right relationship for you. Yeah. Yeah, we nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Tivolina, it has been absolutely wonderful to have you back on After Dark. And um, look, I'm just glad that we've uh, found time to catch up and uh, dispense our advice. Again, I feel like, you know, it's been a hot minute, but I really feel like we've we've nailed it again. We have, we have. It's like we've, I've never left. It's like you've never left. It really is. Um, so, look, look forward to uh, hearing some more wonderful advice in the months to come from you, my friend. I'm so glad that we've reconnected. And for the first time in 2023, not the last, because, you know, we're getting our shit together, we promise, uh, the amazing Timbalina. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you all. The new Flirt Adult Store has everything for fun in the bedroom or the bathroom or the lounge room. And with the biggest range, there's always something new. Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Always my absolute pleasure to have Sindra Banks back on After Dark. Today is absolutely no exception to that. She comes to us yet again from Thailand. I'm still not jealous uh, and I'm still not noticing the fact that you're sitting there in a singlet looking all glowy and uh, sun-kissed. Our time's coming. It's nearly spring. We've just got to hang in there a little while longer. Look, to be fair, it's very hot today. (laughs) (laughs) Like insanely hot. Right. So you're actually jealous of my jumper today. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, come on. (laughs) Throw a dog a bone. (laughs) (laughs) But it is very hot and the power was out of our house. So we had to go to a co-working space and, you know, it's a hard life. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> now, tonight we have a lot of fun on After Dark and we've, we've covered some really um, fairly light topics and, and, you know, had some laughs. But today we are going to talk about something fairly serious that has been cropping up a lot with your coaching clients and one that I'm sure everybody to some extent has come across in their dating or relationship lives. And that is emotional affairs yeah it's it's the season for it apparently um cuffing season (laughs) (laughs) winter everyone's just you know getting around chatting to other people um yeah it's it's something that is popping up a lot uh and I think that it's something really interesting to talk about because it really is quite divisive amongst people. People are either like, it's an absolute no, the relationship has to end. The people coming to me are like, can this work? And can we work with you to try and move past it? So I think it's interesting to talk about um, because not only in terms of like, if your partner has an emotional affair, if you have an emotional affair, but just any time in your relationship that trust is breached. Sure. How to how to move through that, how to recover from that. Right, yeah. Now, look, obviously, just to clarify, so an affair can be, uh, there's, there's basically a spectrum. And I guess when we think of the word affair, we automatically jump to there's 
they've had sex outside of the relationship without the other person's knowledge. Uh, so it's not a polyamorous situation. It's not hall pass situation. There has been sexual relations with someone outside of the relationship and that is seen as cheating. I'm thinking back to this uh, episode of Sex in the City and it, it was called The Cheating Curve. Uh, I don't know whether you remember it, but it was mm-hmm. it was one where Samantha basically brought to the table the fact that cheating is on a curve and what some people mm. find acceptable is unacceptable to other people. And so when we bring emotional affairs to the table, in a lot of cases, particularly women, I guess, see that as, you know, a bigger betrayal than going out, getting drunk and having sex with someone. Yeah, when feelings are involved, right? Yeah. When when feelings are involved, when there's been words passed amongst people that perhaps <clears throat> in the past have all been reserved for them. And that can be equally or more challenging than if their partner has, has gone out or if you have gone out and, and done that as well. I really despise the word cheating. Um, I think like indiscretion, something like that is, yep. you know, I don't know, cheating is just this like really, like we've really like demonised cheating, Yeah. Um, this cheating word. And there's so much that can play into, like play into someone either having relations with someone else or or you having relations to someone else. There's so much to complain to it. And as you said, it just, it depends on what you clarify as being an affair, what you clarify as being a breach of trust. This is where like honesty and vulnerability in relationships like cannot be underestimated. Definitely not. In all of the, in all of the examples that I've spoken to these people, if they'd just gone to their partner and said, hey, I'm talking to this person. I'm not really sure why. I'm not really sure what it means. Like, and actually opened up to their partner and brought it to the table. I feel like these things don't turn into these huge mountains. Yeah. Do you find, I mean, with with the feedback that you're getting from your clients, do you find that, in a lot of cases, it's less about the other person that's forming the triangle and more about the disconnection between those in the relationship. So they go outside of the relationship to find that validation, be that sexual, emotional, mental, whatever it is, um, that they sort of seek that support outside of the relationship because it's lacking within it. Yeah, it's 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 usually driven by disconnection, whether that be disconnection in themselves. Mm. So, you know, they're they're feeling like they're not good enough, like they're not confident enough, like they're not enough, just generally they they have low self-worth. That can sometimes drive people to look outside of the relationship to get more validation. Um and then, yes, of course, it can be disconnection within the relationship. Perhaps they're not um, having deep connection like they used to. Perhaps they're not feeling fulfilled in intimacy. Perhaps they're not getting 
the, the communication that they need to, to feel secure, to feel loved, to feel valued. So they're looking for that elsewhere outside of the relationship. And this is the thing that I that comes up over and over and over and over and over again with, with people. Sometimes we feel more challenged talking to our partners about this stuff than we do going out and seeking solace in a stranger, in someone that we've met online, on Facebook, on Instagram, or Tinder, whatever, you know, behind our partner's back. Yep. And and that's that's just the truth. Like I talk to people every day that would rather talk to me, a complete stranger, about the ins and outs of their intimacy than, than say anything to their partner about it. hundred percent. I mean, look, we as women, you know, we, we're very guilty of it. Like, you know, our girlfriends know everything. Our girlfriends can tell, can, can tell us what, how healthy our relationship is because we talk to them about that. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking of like a group chat with two of my best girlfriends and, um, you know, Instead of, I know one of them, for example, you know, she's she's having a bit of a hard time with her partner at the moment, but when something goes down and she's really pissed off, she will pick up the phone and text us and call him every day under the sun, but she's not saying anything to him. Yeah. 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 So it's it's almost easier sometimes to, it's almost easier to, to have those emotional affairs to go outside the relationship to get those things that it is to say to your partner, hey, I'm not feeling valued. I'm not feeling loved. I'm not feeling worthy. Let's work on that. Let's let's go see someone and seek help for this stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately that's where that's where these situations end up. And and a lot of the time it's I don't want to generalize here, but a lot of the time it's men. It's a lot of the time it's men that go outside because they have trouble talking about stuff yeah. generally. So it's it, it's easier just to do that than to actually say to their partner, I'm struggling. Yeah. And I guess there's also that fear of as well, like, you know, we, we're all guilty of our ego getting in the way. And I guess part of that is that we're going, oh, you know, are we going to hear some stuff about ourselves that we don't really want to hear? So if we go to someone who's like, you know, a receptive audience and we only tell our side of the story, then we're going to get the validation and the sympathy and the, um, you know, all of that stuff that we're looking for without any accountability. Of course, of course. Mm. So, you know, often the person going outside is getting the, the hit the hits of whatever they need to sustain themselves in that current relationship from the outside. And it's only then a problem when it's discovered, usually through reading someone's messages or, you know, seeing something they shouldn't have, have been looking for, but they've they've felt that gap. You know, the person's felt that gap. The person's felt that something's missing, they're hiding something, and then then it's revealed. So a lot of people are coming to me and being like, so can we salvage this? That is the million-dollar question. Mm. What is your answer to that? I guess it's not a binary answer. Not a binary answer. However, I I said to someone yesterday that they wanted to work with me around this, and I said, you need to ask yourself if you are willing to put in the work every day for the next six months. 
And if your partner is willing to put in the work every day for the next six months and you believe that you can move through this, Mm. then absolutely. People can work through anything, most things, you know, like even even the, the hardest of stuff if they're willing, both willing to show up. Yeah. And if that is going to be the priority. I always say to people when they're considering working with me, you know, especially when stuff has happened in their relationship, I'm like, you need to be at least a 90% committed to the, you know, to the work. Yeah. Like there can be no doubt that, you know, you're not going to be committed to it. And if you are, and if you're both willing to show up and to drop the the blame and to move through your own hurt, sure. Do you think in good. some cases if couples do that, that they actually end up with a better relationship after this if they if they really yes. do show up and are vulnerable and are willing to take on that feedback? Yes. I've seen some couples who have moved through something like this and like one of the couples that we worked with ages ago, um, they just got engaged and like they're thriving and they're both kicking goals in their careers and they've moved to a different state and they're they're thriving. Um, so yes, I think you know going through something, sharing a you know a mutual hurt, a mutual challenge, and then being like, I'm going to lay everything on the table for this relationship. Yeah, of course, like anything, you know, you learn and grow through the challenge and it can make you better in relationships and it can make you a better person. And whether that's in your current relationship or better with the next person that you get into a relationship with, you know, I think if you want to work on it, you can. However, you've really got to, you've got to be like ready to work. You've got to be ready to be humbled, you know? Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I guess that there's, you know, a little bit of, particularly if the, if you're the one who has been, you know, on the receiving end of the in, infidelity, so your, your, your partner has gone outside of the relationship to find this validation, that I guess there's that little bit of they walk into um, – you know, a coaching situation and they think they've got the high ground. (laughs) (laughs) And they think that they're there so that the the therapist or the coach or whatever it is can go, yes, you're a terrible person and you need to grovel. And I guess the surprise is, (laughs) is that it takes two to reach that point. Of course, of course. And there's going to be hurt there. There's going to be upset there from the person who has been the receiver of that that behavior. However, yeah, of course, it takes two. It takes two. It takes two to get into shitty situations. It takes two to get into, you know, all kinds of, of stuff that it's always two. Relationships are two people. Yes, one person might have gone outside. However, what has failed, like, what hasn't worked in that chain that has led them to that point? You know, what's been missing? What hasn't worked? What has been the problems that were shoved underneath the rug all along the way? Because people don't just go and have these, like most people. Look, there are some not good people that maybe do, but 
this is a last resort for most people. Yeah. Not not a first resort. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with what you're saying there. So, you know, we go to a coach and we start unpacking all of this stuff. And like you say, you know, it's it's a process and something that you have to show up for um, you know, each and every day and implement these these strategies. So where do you start unscrambling the egg? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think, well, the, the, the couples that I'm working with around this currently, we're just starting to build back a connection. Yeah. Because for most of them, they're avoiding intimacy, they're avoiding physical touch, they're avoiding, you know, hard conversations. Most communication they're having is ending in conflict because it keeps going back to this thing. So regulating nervous systems, practicing having good, healthy communication and building slowly, carefully, gently building back some connection so that when we move forward and start to do the hard stuff, they can move together as a team, Mm. not two people who are like fighting against each other because that's never going to work. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But it is encouraging to hear that, you know, there there is a way forward from this if both people want to invest in it. Um, and I guess the the person who went outside of the relationship, as you say, needs to be hum- like needs to come in humbled and and be able to cop the fact that they have they have caused hurt in the other. And I guess the the person that um, this has happened to needs to kind of drop down from the high horse and and recognize that you know it was an equal effort to kind of get to that point and you know, and be uh, hold space and be loving for that person who they're probably feeling like do- doesn't deserve it at the moment. And, you know, so there's challenges on both sides, but if you can get there and then go, okay, you know, we're going to, this is worth it and we're going yeah. to going to move forward, that there is success to be had. Yeah, and I think it's also just rewriting that notion that, cheating or affairs or whatever you want to call it is the end you know yeah it's the end that means absolute no sure if that's your if that is your um belief and if you want to do that of course that's that's okay however just knowing that there's options yeah and i think think in the world that we live in now as well i think this is going to probably sound, I'm getting very philosophical today, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's almost like our world is wired for that to happen. Here's why. Because, you know, we are busier than ever, so yeah. our home life is more fractured than ever. We've got people running left, right and centre to take their kids to the soccer games and dancing and, uh, you know, all of that sort of thing and there's hours that don't meet up and one's working night shift and one's working day shift and so there's no juice in the connection at home but we have never been – it's never been easier to connect with people outside of the home, uh, mm. you know, and, and so it's – yeah, you can you can pick up your phone and talk to anyone anywhere in the world. I mean, you know, we're talking, um, you know, hours away from each other as it is at the moment. Um, but what's really interesting is is that, you know, 
is this is and this is probably another topic for another day but is technology working against us in that way because I think we've talked about this before, Sindhu, is that, you know, you were home a little while ago and you were like, you were so busy and we had to do um, an interview and we did it by Zoom, even though you were in Newcastle. So the argument is, it doesn't really make any difference if you're in Thailand or Newcastle because we're communicating electronically all the time because that like life is just so busy. Um, but I don't see um, our connection and our friendship as any less than someone who I see in person. So, therefore, mm. it's quite easy to, um, you know, build up like quite a significant attachment to a person, even if it is texting back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they say about uh, technology is that it's meant to be a connection tool However, it's, it's causing us to be more disconnected than ever. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's really something to think about and, um, you know, yeah, I think we've probably given people a lot of food for thought and, you know, even if there's not necessarily an emotional affair going on um, with someone that they're um, emotionally se- or sexually or mentally attracted to, um, it's given us all pause to think, well, how much do we actually – talk to our partners about how we're feeling because it's easier to, you know, trauma dump on our girlfriends or, um, you know, that person who's just going to see it from our point of view and being brave enough to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. And just, yeah, just building that trust through those conversations, being vulnerable. It's our partners. Yeah. Like we're, we're meant to share this stuff with them. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely we are. Absolutely we are. You know, we don't want to get back to the to the 50s, ladies and gentlemen, where, uh, you know, I, can you remember that list of things that you should do when your husband comes home from work? Can you remember mm. that? Don't complain about your problems. Make sure his slippers are there. Make sure the children are quiet. We're almost getting back to that because... <laughs> We're just not, you know, we're not talking. And then we go, oh, things are unequal. Well, yes, because. (laughs) (laughs) Because no one's talking about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. If you wanted to get some uh, guidance and advice on how to get the juice back into your love connection or your sex life, you can reach out to Syndra on Instagram at Syndra Banks and Have a wonderful uh, couple of weeks soaking up the sunshine, my love, and I'll see you very soon on After Dark. Thank you. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Thanks once again for your company on After Dark, dear listener. Always a business doing pleasure with you. I'll see you back here at the same time next week here on Newcastle Live or you can catch up on the pod. I'm Louise Wilkinson. Thanks so much for your company.